your hosts have earned a reputation as fierce and effective advocates inside and outside of the courtroom. Both partners are experienced trial attorneys who have been board certified in family law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization. Okay, I'm Brian Walters. I'm back. And today I'm here with Amy Tyson, who's an author, a mom, and a teacher. So Amy, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what in particular brought you to, to this podcast? Sure, absolutely. Um, I am a single mom here in Frisco, Texas, and I have three daughters, 21, 18, and nine. And I'm one of those individuals that unfortunately was not only married twice, but divorced twice. And you learn a lot along the way. And that is what has inspired me to have such a passion and purpose to help others that are walking through the splitting of two families or the splitting of a family. (laughs) I need some coffee. Right. No, I I get it. And of course, it's our job as divorce lawyers to take people through that process, the the legal process, right? But it's never just that. You know, I don't, my clients don't come to me. I mean, if you had come to me as a client, you wouldn't be like, just get me through the process, right? There's an emotional component. And and I think that's particularly true with uh, divorces where there are young children or children of any age, but especially young ones. It's one of those moments in life, I think, that everybody's going to remember the adults and the kids when you sit, you know, when you're, you and your spouse ultimately decide, or maybe one of you decides and just surprises the other. But, you know, whenever a parent decides to pull the trigger and exit a marriage, at some point, you're going to have to tell the kids either together or separately. And that moment will be seared in everybody's memories, I'm sure. There's no no getting around that, I don't think at all. So you wrote a book about that moment and about the moments afterwards and the time afterwards called One Princess, Two Castles. So tell us a little bit about why did you write the book? You know, what inspired you to do it? And then we'll talk about what's in it a little bit more. Sure. Okay. So uh, when I was going through my first divorce many, many years ago, my oldest daughters at the time um, were seven and a half and four and a half. So fairly young. And my main concern um, as a mother was how was I going to tell my two little girls? And being a former teacher, I was then a stay-at-home mom. I was very much used to teaching through books and reading to my girls all the time. And my local church that I was a member of actually loaned me a book to read to them. And I did everything I was supposed to do. I read the book, took them to a park that they'd never been to and would never go back to, had their dad meet us there and laid on a blanket and sat on it um, amongst some trees in a quiet area and read in this book. And they hated the day, obviously, and they hated the moment, obviously, and they did not like the book. And it was a horrible feeling because I felt like I had done exactly what I was supposed to do and it just did not have near the effect that I wanted it to have. So you fast forward many, many, many years later, I am walking through a second divorce, unfortunately. By this time, my older daughters are now high school and almost high school. So they're much older and they still remember the day I told them that their father and I were getting a divorce. They still remember the book I read to them, all with negative memories. So there was this horrible pressure on me because now I feel like double the failure because that's what I felt going through a second divorce and knowing I have to now look at another daughter in the eyes who was around the age of five and tell her her father and I are not going to be staying together. And I knew that the first time I 
to have this conversation with my other daughters, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And I reached out to the counselor at my daughter's school at the time who recommended a book. And I remember I ordered it and it came in the mail and I was home alone. I remember sitting on the floor by myself and just staring at the title. And I was immediately just put off. But I thought, okay, I'm going to read through it. And I started to read through the first few pages and I just closed it. I didn't even make it through the entire book because I knew in my heart this was not the way to go about it, or at least not the way I wanted to tell my daughter. So somewhere along the way, soon thereafter, I sat down at my desk and I wrote what is now One Princess, Two Castles. And it is the way that I told my daughter that her father and I would no longer be staying together. Now, it's been edited a little bit among the way, but I wanted a way to give my daughter's heart permission to feel sad because there's no doubt their life is changing and they are going to feel sad. But I also wanted my daughter, her heart to have an unapologetic permission to feel very excited about spending time, not just with me, but also with her father. So after I read that to her and it was just on printed paper, there weren't illustrations to go with it. I cannot draw to save my life. Um, But I had enough people tell me, Amy, you should publish this, that I really gave it serious thought. So eventually I did do that. And my hope is to give millions of children out there a character that they can actually relate to, who's been through a very difficult time and has come through on the other side. And to help um, facilitate what is typically a very difficult discussion between the parents and the child and to also facilitate really good co-parenting. I can't think of a better idea out there because like we just said that, I mean, that moment is going to remain with you and your kids forever. And the less, the least damage you can do to a child at that time, the better. And, and it's interesting that there, you know, there are positives about it. You know, obviously the ideal situation is a happy two parent family. You know, everybody gets along, everybody's happy, but I've got little kids too. And, you know, they'd love getting the attention of one parent. I love, you know, not having to split that attention. So the opportunity to be with the other parent full time with just that attention is probably great. I know a lot of times parents work and, you know, and when they do come home from you know school and after soccer practice or whatever, and mom and dad have both been at, you know, work all day, everybody's busy and, you know, you just, and then you maybe try to catch your breath on the weekend, whereas opposed to going over to a parent every other weekend, that parent can kind of clear the weekend and say, you know, I've got full attention with you this weekend, and they, they don't have to witness the tension or the fighting, verbal or otherwise, in, in a home. So there are some positives. And I think that the fear of that moment, rightly, is a big deterrent for parents to, you know, to split up, you know, whether they're married or they're just living together or whatever. Um, and that does keep people in, in bad situations that, that maybe everybody, including the child, would be better off with uh, being out of because they don't know how to approach it and they fear it. And I mean, I guess, you know, I guess that's one of the arguments for marriage, right, is that it's supposed to be difficult to break it up. That's kind of the concept of it, right? That you don't just, it's not like breaking up with a girlfriend in college or something like that. There's serious consequences to it. And so we shouldn't think it's easy to do or that it's something to be encouraged. But if it's inevitable, and it often is, if your partner has said, I'm leaving, nothing you can do, right? Or if it's just become unbearable, there's nothing you can do. So I agree. And so is there a particular age range that you prefer uh, or you think is best for this particular book? Or is it pretty open for that? Well, the age range that I feel that it fits best with is 
children ages four to nine. If it's a three-year-old that's pretty with it, then they would be able to completely understand the gist of the book as well. In children who, you know, their parents may toss the book to the side and they're not of reading age, just about on every single picture of this book, the child will be able to get just from the illustrations looking at those. You know what? I have a dad that loves me and I have a mom that loves me, just like Princess T in the story. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So who else do you think would be, obviously parents who are going through this situation, uh, would be the first the first people that would make sense to, to have this book? Do you think it'd be helpful for family lawyers or therapists, a family therapists or you know, other family members, grandparents or other people that would make sense to have it? Yes, 100%. So family law firms um, around the state of Texas are starting to carry one princess, two castles in their firms. They order it through me. And if they're local, um, typically I will deliver it um, or sometimes ship it. And they are the message that I'm giving to them. And I feel like this is what they're going to do with it is that anytime a client retains them for a divorce, a SAPSER or a modification suit involving children, that it's an automatic trigger for them to hand over one princess, two castles in Say, you know what, this is the tool if you'd like to use it to help facilitate what can be a very difficult discussion. And then you can also, as the attorney, reach out to the opposing party's attorney and say, listen, this is what we're doing for our client. If you would like to order a copy to have on hand to give to your client so they have the common message to the child that facilitates really good co-parenting, um, that is a fantastic idea. It's also a great resource for your custody evaluators, your parent facilitators, any therapist for adults and children and, and pediatricians, because oftentimes children are going through things. And when this happens and they visit the pediatrician, so it's a great option for a pediatrician to have in their office to either give or sell to um, their patients that come in the door that need this message as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think of it from the lawyer's perspective, right? And I, I often leave a consultation and I wish I had some tools or something to give them. And the, and the law firms that I know that I got friends who run law firms in, around the U.S. and Canada. And um, if they give out anything, it's usually here's a book about my law firm, which we thought about doing, but I've never felt completely comfortable with because I just like, I don't really want to pump us up. Right. I mean, it's that's then it's about us. Like, who cares? It's your life, not ours. And so this is actually something that might make a lot of sense for someone. And you're right, it's not just a divorce with kids, right? It's increasingly in this society, it's two parents who aren't necessarily married, might or might not even be living together, or like you said, a modification, which is third or more of our practice. I mean, if you're going to have to sit down and say, you know, I'm going to file to make it so that you live with me more, or hey, your dad's filed to make it so you live primarily with him, that's almost like round two of that discussion, depending on the circumstances, it might be a very big change. And so I think that that would make a lot of sense. And, and I for the folks, and I also consult with a lot with people that are kind of in the six month to two year timeline of getting divorced, probably. And I, and I do feel that when they have kids, that's usually their biggest hesitation is, you know, how in the world do I deal with this with my kids. I'm not going to see my children 100% anymore. And I don't want to sit down and have that conversation with them. Again, a very understandable set of emotions, but still a real one. Um, so yeah, it sounds like that would be something that I would like to have as a tool and to help to help these folks. Because, um, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, you've been through it. I've been through it. I mean, it's a really difficult thing to go through. And kids just make it 
three times worse, in my opinion, or three times harder, probably. Well, and if I can, if I can interject, if you don't mind, and I wanted to let you know, um, and others know that in this book, it does not use the actual word divorce. And it's for two reasons. Number one, I feel that with young children, the word divorce is a very strong word to use. Um, and so I left it out. And the other reason I left the word divorce out is because, like you mentioned in your Sapser cases, um, these families were still very much a family unit, but they're not getting a divorce. And so I wanted the book to apply to as many families and help as many families as possible. And in something in regards to like your modification suits or even your parents um, who have been divorced for a number of years. I had a single dad last year that bought my book and he'd been divorced for a number of years. And he said his second grade daughter, when she would come over, she would constantly get out one princess, two castles to read it. And it hit me then. It's like, it's just reassuring for children who have gone through this. It truly gives them someone to identify with um, in a story because this book is not so much the mechanics of a family splitting, but it's the, it's the emotion behind it and how it can start out very difficult and you can come through on the other side for the better. There's a message in my book that's constantly repeated and it's things will be different, but things will be good. And I just believe with all my heart that that applies to not just the child, but to the parent. Because as a parent, oftentimes you're getting used to not seeing your child as often. Um, you may have to go get a job if you were a stay-at-home parent. You may have to move. And so knowing that um, just because things are different doesn't mean it's going to be bad. I'm a huge believer in mindset is everything. And so no matter how dark something looks, if you really focus and look hard enough, you can find something good that can come out of that situation. What have you seen that are the factors that make make it more or less likely that the two parents who split up are going to be able to co-parent well versus not, at least at the time of time of separation? Well, and this, this is what I'm hoping to change by getting the book in as, in as many family law firms as possible, because oftentimes, you know, you guys are the first professional that they approach. Sometimes it's the counselor, but oftentimes it is the family law attorney, right? And so when you have that client sitting in your conference room or on the other side of your desk, they're sitting in that chair, oftentimes feeling like a complete failure. They're caught up in feelings of betrayal, anger, sadness, complete devastation. And it's real easy for them to get caught up in all of that and not focus on what matters the most, which is the child. So what my hope is, is that when you give this book over to your client, that it helps them as they read it. Because oftentimes, if, you know, you mentioned you're a parent. Well, how many times with young children do they find a book that speaks to their heart and you are reading that book to them every day? I mean, every night at bedtime, you know, until you're like, oh my gosh, I could just read this by memory. You know what I mean? And so my hope is that this book speaks to these children so deeply that they are for at least a while repeatedly asking their parents to read it to them during the day or at bedtime. And that message sinks into their parents' hearts and minds and helps them to put that focus back on the child and a co-parent. Because there's no doubt in my mind the way a splitting of a family is handled, it forever affects the trajectory of not just those parents' lives, but the child's lives and generations to come if it's not handled healthy or right the first time. And so I'm, my hope is to capture them at the beginning. And it's okay if we don't, but just to capture that 
capture that emotion and let's use it in a different way. Makes sense. Um, is the same to boys or girls or both? Or how do you think about that? Yes, I get that a lot. Okay, so here's what I can tell you. As a teacher, there was a series last year, a, a very well-known, it's been around forever, and series of books. And I would read it to my first graders. And the main character was a girl. And I will tell you that my boys' students love that book just as much as my girls' students. In One Princess, Two Castles, there is really nothing in the story that the princess does that boys wouldn't do. And she does, it makes reference to her twirling dresses, but Princess T rides roller coasters with her daddy. You know, she reads books with her mom. She cooks, does arts and crafts, all the things that boys and girls do. So it very much applies to both. Yeah, that makes sense. I've got a first, just finished first and third graders. Yeah, and they, they actually overlap a lot of what they, they read and look at. They definitely have some some preferences one way or the other, but I it, that seems like it would make sense. I mean, the message is... Like you said, you're gonna we're gonna get through this to the other side, and it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be some nice things, right? It's gonna obviously be some sad moments, but there's also gonna be some nice ones. So good, it's a good sounds like a good message. So if someone wanted to to purchase the book or check it out, how would they do that? We'll put this information everybody in the in the show notes. But if you want to just tell us as well, uh, that'd be great. Wonderful, yay! Thank you. Okay, so if you want to order bundles of my book, One Princess Two Castles, for your family law firm, your parent facilitating practice wherever and you can go to my website it's happinessintheheartache.com and to place your order you can also find me on facebook and instagram at happiness in the heartache and i would love for you to purchase copies and help me spread we will we have four offices in the in the four big cities of texas and um i think it's a wonderful tool I, i would like to have it i mean like i said i leave some of these consults and i mean i'm you know, like I said, I'm a parent. I mean, it's tough and it's tough to just kind of shake their hand or say bye and good luck. It would be nice to have something actually practical and useful for, for them. So very good. Well, I'm glad we had this conversation. Most of our podcasts are my partner and I talking to each other about legal stuff. I mean, and, you know, sometimes these type of things, but it's mostly a lot of lawyers talking to each other, which I guess people find interesting because if you're going to go through the legal process, that's interesting. But it's nice to nice to talk about this and about something that's you know a lot more positive rather than just kind of some of the negative things, unfortunately, that us divorce, divorce lawyers deal with on a daily basis. So I really do appreciate it. Well, we'll put all that information in there. Anything else that you wanted to add? I guess you're getting ready to start school back up. Your yes, day job is coming back soon. <laughs> I'll be teaching kindergarten this fall and go back to work on Monday. So, yes, it's, but I can still meet um, with individuals when I get out of school um, during the week. So depending on their location for 430 and after and weekends. <laughs> Very good. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you again. Uh, we will be in touch soon and we'll go from there. Sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. For information about the topics covered in today's episode and more, you can visit our website at waltersgilbreth.com. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of For Better, Worse, or Divorce, where we post new episodes every first and third Wednesday. Do you have a topic you want discussed or a question for our hosts? Email us at podcast at waltersgilbreth.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.